Hello and welcome back to the Women in Writing podcast. My name is Christina. I'm your host. I'm a six-figure freelance writer and I'm a freelance writing coach for women. And I'm so excited because in this episode, I'm going to share with you the third secret of becoming a quote-unquote wealthy writer. And again, I cannot stress that enough, like the word, the word wealth and wealthy sometimes triggered me and still sometimes triggers me to that day. And I had like moments where I thought I should like rename my Facebook group. My Facebook group is called the Wealthy Freelance Writers. But sometimes I thought, well, it could be that people are getting triggered. M maybe they don't want to like hit their first, you know, five figures a month because they don't believe that they can do it. And then obviously, if they don't believe it, then it will not happen. You know, it's like with everything in life. And I covered this last week. If you have missed the episode last week, episode number three, it was all about the second secret of becoming a wealthy writer. And it all of it has to do with a healthy mind and a healthy mindset, moving through blockages, moving through these dark times of transitions. And they can be really dark. I'm kind of like in a transition period myself right now. And I'm sharing that with you very honestly, very authentically in a second here. But basically, growing is really uncomfortable. But you know what's more uncomfortable? And obviously, like you can read that on like a lot of Instagram pages or in a lot of magazines, but it is staying the same. Staying in the same place is super uncomfortable because It doesn't allow you to be your full self. Like you're not tapping into your full potential. And if you don't do that, then you cannot share this gift also with others. And this is super sad because others miss out. And you, you know, you don't give your gift. You're not of service. You're not like creating this legacy for yourself. And it doesn't matter if it's more for you about money, which is absolutely fine. Ladies, we have to earn money to have like a healthy life have to keep it running. And especially as women, we are sometimes like, yes, it's fine. I give everything for free. I give you a lot of value, but you know, like just take this, I'm writing this for you. You don't have to pay me. And it's easy to kind of like get into that cycle. And I was certainly there and I'm still there sometimes, but to be honest, I know that everything you do without getting paid is not really sustainable, you know, especially if it's, Like if you don't have an income at all or if you just have like a small income or if you want to change careers, then we have to make sure that obviously you get energy like in terms of money exchanged for your gift and your gift is writing and you share that with others. And in the first episode, actually I shared with you, if you remember, if you didn't listen to it yet, listen to my first and second episode because I'm sharing with you what I'm standing for, like really taking it professional. It's all about if you want to become a writer, a freelance writer, or if you want to become a professional writer, you have to take it professionally. And sites like Upwork or Fiverr or freelance job platforms, they're not bad. There's like tons of good clients on there, but it's really difficult to find them. And if you're not someone who wants to simply like chase people, or if you have to kind of like rely on your kind of freelance income, then the chase, what I call it, like the chase is not going to work for you because obviously you have to be always on. You have to always look for the next job. You have always, you know, that thing where you have to apply and then maybe you get a job, but maybe you had to underprice yourself and maybe you don't even know your price. So in this episode, I'm going to share 10 practical tips with you 
that all resolve around the third secret. And this is the time aspect because most people, including myself, I was telling myself the story. I don't have the time to figure that out. I don't have the time to get another degree in writing or whatever. I don't have the time to apply for like a hundred agencies to finally get signed and then, you know, get the money flowing. But actually, here's tip number one, the transition. And tip number one is so powerful. Again, I'm going through a trans transition myself. And to be honest, the time in what I call like the dark or like the cave, my business coach, she's calling it the cave, is very important to kind of like get a clearer picture of what we want, but more importantly, what we don't want. So if you're in a situation right now, if you have like your career, your nine to five, and you're just not happy with it, and you want to transition into writing, then you have a choice. You know, with everything in life, you have a choice. If you have the choice, would you rather stay in your career for another like five, 10 years, whatever, however long it might be, or do you want to go through a short period that more feels like a sprint, but that can be scary because obviously you have to learn new skills. You might have to work more hours as you kind of like keep your job and uh, like grow that freelance thing in the background. But honestly, or like that writing in the background, but honestly, it's so worth it. So I'm in a transition myself, like just these last couple of days, I wanted to record this podcast episode since like three days or so. And I had it scheduled in my calendar. But then as I'm a writer myself, I had like three clients reaching out to me, all with like last minute requests and all with like very tight deadlines. And it was just a reminder of me, uh, for me, that I could obviously set a clear boundary, but also I had that sense of getting it out of the way. And I thought, you know what, it's a sprint. I'm going through it. Last night, I was up until 3.30 to finish work for a client, but I wanted him to be happy. He had to submit something today, like because, you know, it was like a business-related project, super important, but he was also a little bit lazy over the summer and he didn't like give me a lot of data. And I thought he had more time and all of a sudden he's like, okay, I really have to get this done now. And I thought, okay, well, it's a little bit you missing out here, you know, client, but I still want to provide a good service. So I thought I'm choosing, like I was like consciously choosing that sprint over dragging it out because this is also something. Tip number two that leads me to tip number two actually is about like mental, the mental energy that is wasted when we kind of push time, you know? I'm sure like you know that feeling if you have something that you have to do, like it's maybe an appointment or something like taxes or whatever. And if you would just sit down, it would maybe take you just a couple of hours, but then it would be out of the way and then it would free up so much mental space. But if you don't do it, it's constantly in your mind. And this is like when you kind of waste a lot of time because you have so much energy that subconsciously kind of like is leaking into that thing that you have to do. It's the same with like decluttering almost. And this is also a waste of time. Tip number three is also like related to mindset as well. Time and mindset are sometimes related in terms of that we think, hey, I need before I do this, I need to get this first, you know. And this is sometimes not the case, especially if you don't have any evidence. Like if you have, if you think, hey, I saw this copywriting course online and I think I should do that first. The copywriting course takes me like maybe three months to like half a year. 
and then I can apply. But maybe you find out that copywriting is actually not for you. So in my course, I have a different approach. It's all about like finding out what you might like or what you might, you, you know, what you might not like, you know, in terms of like really growing into that new role, finding out what you like and then getting signed, you know, with an agency. Sorry, that was a little bit wonky, but I hope you know what I'm saying. Tip number four is all also related to focus time. We sometimes, and I know that as a busy mom, we can get stuff done within like an hour. We can get so much stuff done if we do focused work. That means no phones, no laptops that are having, you know, obviously we have to work with our laptops. But if you have like the news kind of like pop-ups on or like messages or emails are popping up, you're constantly distracted. And like studies show that it takes us 20 minutes to get back into the same task if we are kind of like interrupted in like this state of mind. And this is also tip number five, you know, the Pomodori method. It The Pomodori method, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but basically it says you can work for up to 25 minutes and then you have a five minute break and you can repeat that three times and then you have like a longer break of minimum 30 minutes. And this is how you are really effective. Because sometimes when we work for an hour or two at a time, it's just not productive anymore. So tip number six is pick your time of the day. You know, for me, I love mornings. I love being up early in the morning and do stuff before everyone else is up. But as a mom, it kind of changed a little bit because my little one, she loves to stay up late, just like her dad. And she sleeps in in the morning, but then she kind of like has these like little bit of wake ups. I have to go to her and I have to stay up late with her as well. So a lot of times, like I just want to have like an hour or something for myself in the evening or I have calls with my clients. So I go to bed pretty late and then it's difficult for me getting up early. But the time when you work does matter. And you can obviously test that if you have kids or not, like you can try to find different pockets of times of time and it doesn't have to be long it doesn't have to be like an hour or something or like half an hour it can be just like 10-15 minutes where you sit down get something out of the way and then you feel like so much freer in your day tip number seven is a little bit related to that as well it's called I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term it's eating your frog first thing in the morning someone said that I'm not sure who said it like I just I knew that concept before but my business coach just reminded me like last week or so and she said eat your frog first thing in the morning and if you are in this transition and if you are maybe afraid of checking your emails because you might think oh like there is kind of like maybe like this agency was getting back to me and they say like they don't hire or whatever and you don't look at the things or like you don't do the things. Maybe you want to finish your resume. Maybe you have to like for some agencies, you have to like complete a test and like you like push that away, like for days and days, then it's not going to be effective. You have to do that first thing in the morning, get like tasks out of the way that you don't like. And then it's easier to work around. Like maybe you're familiar with that when you're a student and you write an exam, then they always say, or like, at least they said it to me. I grew up in Germany, as you can hear from my accent. And they said, do the thing first that is the hardest for you. Because then when this is out of the way, you can like 
it's almost like the flow like you can do the easier tasks later on and collect points i mean there's obviously also like a vice versa approach to it like do the easy things first but maybe you just try it out for me it always worked out better if i do the frog like if i eat my frog first thing in the morning if i do something that's really uncomfortable first thing in the morning because i feel like yes that's done and for some people it might be a workout you know and this is actually leading me to tip number eight which is time for yourself we might think and i'm definitely definitely most definitely guilty of that as well we think that it's more productive sometimes to work more hours you know like it's kind of like trading time for money which is also like covered in my next point in like a different aspect but from a private perspective it's way more efficient if you take the time to take care of yourself you have to take care of yourself you have to do the things you enjoy Maybe it's going for a walk, reading a book, doing your workout, catching up with your friends. You will feel so much more energized. Like when I started freelance writing, it was a hard transition for me because I'm a pretty like social person and I used to work in hospitality most of my life. And as you can imagine, like in hospitality, there's always people around and I kind of like loved it, especially if you have like colleagues that you like. But it was really difficult for me, like being kind of like isolated sitting at home and obviously that before COVID hit, but it was just crazy for me. So I scheduled lunch like every, I think it was every three days or something with my girlfriends and they would work like in their offices, but I would meet them for lunch and then I would go back to my work. And so many times I was just tempted to just finish that thing and send it off and like kind of like cancel the lunch But actually, like the flow and the quality of your work, of my work was always much better after I took like this quality time for myself. All right. Tip number nine is also trading time for money. This is what a lot of people do. And a lot of people think, you know, you have to do that because obviously a classic nine to five, they pay you X amount of dollars euros, British pounds, wherever you are per hour. So if you work like your 20, your 40 or whatever hours a week, then you exactly know how much money you make, like, or it's depending on how much money you make this month or whatever. But you know, in writing, it is a little bit difficult. It's like a little bit more blurry lines there because you are getting paid for projects. That means if you can like finish the project quicker with obviously a good quality satisfying the client, then you automatically increase the money that you can earn. Does that make sense for you? I'm going to say this again. So basically, if you write a project and usually like when you start out, maybe this project takes you, let's say, 15 hours to complete and the project pays you $1,500 US dollars. So it's not bad. Like you just made $1,500 US dollars in 15 hours. It's basically obviously like $100 per hour But what if you can just complete the project in 14 and a half hours, hours or like in 12 hours, you know, then you automatically raised the, the money that you earn per hour. And it's not the same for every project because, you know, like, and this is where we kind of like have to juggle a little bit as well as freelancers, where it's important to have our, our clear and set boundaries, um, but where we really kind of like have to um, the possibility to scale. And this is like something that I am teaching also like my students. 
And I'm going to share like bits and pieces with you here in this podcast. But this is where the beauty happens because wealth and creating wealth is especially working out when you don't trade your time for money anymore. And this is especially true with passive incomes writing. And you know, like passive income streams writing. Sorry, my brain is a little bit frazzled. I just had four hours of, of sleep today. Like you can tell I shared this with you earlier. But again, I wanted to get this episode out and I wanted to share um, share with you like, you know, authentically what's going on sometimes in the life of a freelance writer because, you know, it's not always like rainbows and sunshine, you know. Anyway, but at the end of the day, it's important that you are away, aware of that, that you can and like you have to believe it, obviously, and you have to have the right strategies and you kind of like have to marry like the female energy of like, you know, manifesting something, but also bringing it into action using your male energy. That's a little bit like tapping into like the spiritual world here, but it's very important to also do the same things, obviously, to get to a certain goal that we set for ourselves. And passive income writing is basically that you create a wonderful piece of writing. We check before that it's going to be something that the audiences will like, and then you can earn money for months and years to come. And then you put maybe like at the beginning, you put maybe like uh, 20 hours or whatever into the project of 40 or 60, whatever, like it depends if it's like a short ebook or like really kind of like a series of books, obviously. But if you are doing this, like you basically crunch the time and create this money as a female writer. And tip number 10, this is also a super important tip, is to create income writing, not by creating big, big portfolios before that. Because this is where a lot of writers go wrong and where they sometimes waste years to do that. And I was on the same boat because I had this belief that I need a big portfolio to be like hired as a pro writer, but actually it is not the case. If you are applying for a professional agency most agencies, and this again, what I'm working on with my clients is like one outstanding piece of work, pro like preferably a reference letter and also kind of like the guts to apply with, you know, like your resume that is kind of like updated in terms of the writing. A lot of writers show me their first draft of the of the resume, but it only covers their professional career so far, like Maybe someone worked in a cafe or like at um, one of my ladies worked at Quick Trip. If that's like familiar to you, it's like my husband is from the Midwest as well. He's from Wisconsin and that's like a, a chain of like gas stations. But like this will not bring you far if you apply for an agency. You have to focus on your writing. And even if you think, hey, I didn't write professionally or whatever, you know, like you should focus on your writing depending on what the agency is doing and what they are looking for. You have to be bold and brave to also like, you know, share with the world that you love writing and that you do the writing, you know, even though writing is such an introvert thing to do as well. So it's like, I see that with my writers all the time and with myself as well. Sometimes we just want to be in our room and write. We don't want to tell people about it. But you know, like this is where time plays like a major role because if you're wasting a lot of time, creating kind of like the quote unquote perfect portfolio, 
it will never be perfect because you will never kind of like get done. You will never take the next step, take like this action of applying. And you think like, but I have to do that just because. And again, what I just wanted to remind you, maybe you built this portfolio doing only like writing only short stories. But at the end of the day, you're not passionate about that anymore. And you get placed with an agency that writes, let's say, articles or something more research related where you have to like look up things and write facts and like your short story portfolio doesn't bring you far, you know? So anyway, what I wanted to share with you is don't waste your time, my love. Like there will be a transition and it can be very difficult. And I'm like kind of like in the middle of my transition right now from a writer to a coach, but it's beautiful and it's it can be messy and it can feel like, oh my God, I thought that would happen to, for me faster or whatever. But actually, it will happen. If you stay persistent, it will happen. All right? Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or any comments, just let me know. I hope my voice was not too kind of like tired. I know my brain was a little bit frazzled, but I, I'm so excited to see you in the next episode or two. You know, I don't see you, obviously. But the next episode is super important because it's with a wonderful lady, Bonnie, and she's a female empowerment coach. And she, sh she shares a lot of tips about how women can really be empowered in their writing, no matter in what age they are, like what position they are. She shares a lot of powerful tips. She's an amazing lady from Florida. So you don't want to miss her. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I speak to you very soon. Bye bye.